So what about this whole no pants thing? It's part of my crime strategy, all right? Mm, so, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. As captain of the AV club, please break yeah, this down for AV me. AV club crime. All right, so we're going to use an oscilloscope, uh-huh, uh-huh. right, to create a Pong mm-hmm. game. And then we're going to teach dogs to play Pong on an oscilloscope because it's the 70s. And then okay. they're going to use their skills at playing Pong to distract the receptionist at the local arcade while we steal quarters from the pinball tables. I have an update to this plan. Uh-huh. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Sneak them into the White House. The president loves Pong. Get him on Pong. Steal money from the government of the United States. Okay, that's a little bit... That's a, that's a, a bit of an escalation, but I'm with you. I think I think this okay, might work. Right, I think right. it might work. I think it might work. Welcome to Rough Cuts, everyone. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming. They're coming your way. They'll be here soon. The Doberman is playing intelligent, fun-loving, fearless. This is Prince in action, not as man's best friend, but as a member of a bold and cunning band of canine culprits. Yes, those perfect crime specialists are back. The notorious Doberman gang is up to its old tricks, about to commit a more spectacular caper in The Daring Dobermans. Programmed to perform an impossible mission to rip off $2 million from a secret safe located nine stories above ground. Daring Dobermans. It's entertainment that the entire family can enjoy together. Rated G for general audiences. All ages admitted. The 70s. It was the 70s. <laughs> God. Do, do uh... Harry chest showing. Uh khakis that look like human flesh lots of fly guys oh god the human i forgot about the human flesh khakis um all right uh welcome to rough cuts our podcast about good boys and bad movies where we watch a bad dog movie and then immediately go into recording about it uh we did the sequel to the doberman gang this is the daring dobermans the daring dobermans we already saw the Doberman gang. It, it's and, weird. Yeah. So this is a sequel. It's one of three mm-hmm. sequels to the Doberman gang. And the Doberman gang was, I believe, actually, like, it was well-liked enough to be successful. Yes. Uh, I don't think but the like sequels a, were. but Yeah, it feels like a B-movie successful. It's weird that it got this many sequels. Yeah. Yeah. So, As a quick aside, by the way, hi, my name's Ilian, and this is my co-host, the Boinks. Correct. <laughs> Boinks. I want to talk about dogs. We're here to talk yeah, about dogs. You want to get right into dogs. I get it. There's a lot of good boys in these movies. These ones are core to the podcast, because this is a lot of good boys. So for context, uh, we did an episode about the Doberman Gang with mm-hmm. episode 62. And you could check that one out at <laughs> roughcutspodcast.com. <laughs> yeah editor's note yep by the way this is your edit so good luck and we've done 150 of these i don't want to have to look through and actually remember any of them i never look back i try and forget these movies the minute that we're done them yeah in, in that movie a group of criminals teach a bunch of dobermans how to rob a bank they rob a bank and then all of them shoot each other and double-cross each other, and they all die, and the dogs get away with the money. Mm-hmm. And they, they train the dogs. Most of the movie, though, the vast majority of the movie, is them finding these dogs, getting a dog trainer, going yep. out into the wilderness to try and hide from everybody, building an exact replica of the thing that they're going to have them rob, and then having all of the dogs go through the exact steps over and over and over and over as they train them in the woods uh, far away from everybody. Yeah. It's really cheap to film in the woods. It It's really cheap to film in the woods. And this movie is about... Finding these dogs, getting a dog trainer, going out into yeah. the wilderness to try and hide from everybody, building an exact replica of the thing that they're going to have them rob... And then having all of the dogs go through the exact steps over and over and over and over as they train them in the woods uh, far away from everybody. Yeah. Because it's really cheap to film in the woods. 
Wait, that's the same movie. Hold on. Wait, that's the same wait, fucking wait, wait. movie. Wait a minute. Did we did we describe the same? I don't understand. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same movie. How's that work? God damn it. I'm so mad because you called it right at the beginning. And I'm like, I hope they don't do that. I really wish they didn't. And it looked like I was right for a while mm-hmm. because it starts out, the start of this movie, in the last one, like you said, they all double cross each other, all the humans do, and they basically all kill each other. And then the dogs run off on their own with the money. Correct. And this movie starts quite literally with just the old footage of the crime from the first movie, which is no context if you haven't seen the first film. It's just a bunch of dog crime. It's dog crime. And then the dogs do more crime. Yes. Yeah. So so we thought it was just going to be the dogs doing crime the film, which would have been a yeah. really good movie. They, they set it up like these dogs ran away knowing that they had the money mm-hmm. because they start just, like, grifting random people on the road. Like, there's, like, like, a bunch of campers. Like, I'm imagining one of the dogs just smoking a cigar. Like... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> this a, is where the dog's throat. playing poker thing comes from because they're all, like, sitting around on a boat teaching children how to gamble, playing cards. Look, you can't just teach children how to gamble in our video game now available on the Nintendo, well, Nintendo Switch. Switch. <laughs> you can't just do that and put a warning at the beginning of the game saying, are you an adult? Yes, no. And if you say yes, it kicks you back to the main menu because you're. we need to teach children how to gamble. You can't just do that. But if you were going to do that and then put ska music, you should... <laughs> Definitely hell at Sunshine Shuffle and have them all go through existential crises. Hey, so I had to tell Nintendo for the third time, the third time, whether or not our new game Sunshine Shuffle enables child gambling. That's right, folks. Uh, I have goofed too close to the sun this time. This, very similar to this movie, there's dog mm-hmm. crime and teaching children how to do crime. That kid didn't need to be taught, as it turns out. Oh, that that kid was the teacher ultimately. <laughs> Apparently, which is a thing. Which is a thing that we both called right away. I the minute that the kid is introduced, I'm like, okay, it's so the kid's the one that gets all the money. Like it's the most yeah. obvious thing possible. But man, man. <laughs> anyway, they it starts out really interesting because you're like, oh my god, they're just doing this in a universe where all of a sudden. These dogs have just learned crime. They have graduated crime school, and now they're geniuses. And then it promptly throws it away, and it's actually the AV club makes an oscilloscope. Um, yeah. And they use it to play a range of frequencies, like ultras- uh, ultrasonic frequencies, that only dogs can hear, which was what they used to train the dogs in the first one, like a bunch of dog whistles. And... They just go into the woods and play their electronic music for dogs. <laughs> like, okay, but that would have been plot. a better movie if they were just playing electronic music for dogs, right? But th- like, that is what that is what the beginning is. The beginning is they make dog music. Like, okay, so there, there's a thing in in a lot of movies where they have techno jargon to try and like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. emphasize that there's electronics involved and they're new and nobody understands them. This is very, uh-huh. very familiar in a lot of 70s and 80s B-movies, especially anywhere there's like, like Weird Science. Weird Science is a perfect, yes, perfect film for this trope where they, they use computers to create an electronic AI woman who creates art off of mm-hmm. other people's AI scraped artworks and then claims it as her own. And at the end, uh, I don't know, their brother gets turned into a slime monster or something. I don't really remember. I lost track of the plot <laughs> of Weird Science at some point. But the... <laughs> I just remember two weird incels making a girlfriend for themselves. That's true, and they were wearing bras on their head while they did it. Yeah. You remember that, yeah. <laughs> it's been but... a long time since I've seen Weird Science, actually. <laughs> and we're not even talking about the Weird Science television series, which came out afterwards because it had a oh full God. fucking TV series, like yeah, like everything in the 80s. There was a fucking Freddy Krueger television series. Like, Okay, I know that we need to fill time because there's nothing that happens in this movie, but also we should probably talk about the movie that we well, watched, what I was getting not to, other movies. <laughs> what I was getting to <laughs> is that they they have electronic equipment so one is an oscilloscope mm-hmm. yes for sure and the other one's just like an audio equipment or something 
and they just stack them on top of each other. And these are like, like, uh, I, the rack mounted equipment that are used for, you know, like if you brought it into an actual audio. Yeah, it would audio. be like a receiver and an oscilloscope. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, they hook them up in their camper outside in the middle of nowhere with no electronic plugins or generator. <laughs> Yeah, they don't really show a generator or anything. I guess that it's yeah. implied they're running it off of the RV, Our but... Uh... Just plug it into the engine, I guess. Sure. And and none of them are plugged into anything. It's just a power cable in the back of that, them. That's the thing, yeah. Is they show the backs of them for a scene, and there's no cables. Yeah. There's just nothing. Yes. And, <laughs> and then they're just fiddling with the dials, doing science stuff, talking about... That sound and uh, high pitched frequencies. We're gonna go up the scales of the harmonies, which will make the sounds of the dogs that they like. And but we can't hear them because we hear in in gigapascals, and the dogs don't. Warren, ever hear of ultra high frequency sound waves? <laughs> well, it's a scientific fact. Uh huh. Sound waves pitch so high, go on. The human ear can't hear them. Yeah, go on. But dogs can. That's how whoever planned this thing's controlled the Dobermans. Wow. It's totally well, what Topher. Does that mean? Like, how well, is this 70s Topher Grace? Like three elves blowing on little whistles that only dogs can hear? Come on, come on, get serious, will you? We do it electronically. Now, Greg uh, has come up with a gimmick. That just might call the dogs in for us. You see, Warren, now we don't know I, exactly which pitches the dogs have been trained to respond to. I love to. 70s techno So instead of jargon. blowing on ourselves, blowing the bunch yeah. of pitch whistles, we're going to use an oscillator. Uh-huh. An oscillator, go on. The scale. Okay. And maybe, just maybe, the dogs will react to one of them. And it's that yeah, perfect, it's, that it's perfect era of techno jargon where you look at it now, you're like, what the fuck are you doing and talking about? <laughs> I'm pretty sure back then you could have also looked at it and gone, what the fuck are you doing or talking about? <laughs> but it, we were talking about that because in uh, Stranger Things, in season one, there's the AV club. Where mm. they have the AV club kids that go to club and then they, they get their equipment. They And we were talking about like how they would go into the woods and plug stuff in. Uh, in in this movie, and just do stuff, and they would do something like that in Stranger Things, and they do in Stranger Things. <laughs> they they set up a radio antenna on a hill, but they have fucking shit you plug in. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, and it's funny just taking electronic equipment and smacking it down on a table and saying we're doing science now. <laughs> well, especially when the science is, I'm gonna play music for these dogs. Yeah, and so they're playing music for the dogs because they heard about the Doberman Gang. Uh, a bank Heist. robbery. Yeah, a bank the, robbery. Yeah, and in the first movie, and this takes place literally one minute after the first movie. Mm-hmm. That same night. <laughs> Base. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And it's at first it seems like they these guys start talking about it as if the dogs did the crime. Yes. The, and then eventually the dog criminals. The, yeah. And and we were like so excited because I was like, oh man, oh man, finally we've got a universe where it's like, no, 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 they're just gonna kind of like telepathically talk to the dogs to make them do more crimes and work with them. But then the one guy goes, wait a minute, that's stupid. That's really stupid. There's probably somebody that was using whistles to control them, and I was instantly deflated and didn't oh. care about this movie anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh no, because yeah, so. So they make dog music to find the dogs. To find the dogs. But they think that the dogs have been trained by a bunch of people and controlled, but they don't question at all that the dogs would have just escaped into the woods and nobody would have controlled them and picked them up. Like, why do they not... If they assume that there is a gang that used the dogs to do it, why are they assuming that the gang has all turned on each other and all die? Is it just because that's always what happens to gangs when they do a bank heist? Nobody found the money or the dogs, so they're assuming the dogs are still out there, right? I guess. And, and it's become like an urban legend where everybody is only talking about dog crime. Yeah, it's weird. Like they're sitting around the pool, you know, in their shorts, mm-hmm. uh, wearing their <laughs> their flesh-colored, their, their flesh-covered leg. Oh, pants God, okay. and, and polo to... shirt 
And and they're like, hey, you remember that Doberman crime where they robbed all those banks? Yeah, bro, that's all I think about, bro. And they're just broing up about these dog crimes. You could keep that kind of company every day in the week. If you just hit an oil well or inherit some money. Or find those Dobermans everyone's looking for. Hey, yeah. Crime dogs. $350,000. Do you believe God. that dogs rob a bank of that much money? really hung up in that Doberman story, aren't you? Dogs bust a bank and get away with it? You bet I'm hung up on it. <laughs> hey, guys, you know, I bet you if we put our minds to it that we could find them. Oh, what I could do I, with $350,000. Like, that's all I you can't do. Remember, I can't remember the exact context of that scene, but one of the three AV Club members... Warren. Is... Yeah, well, yeah, Mr. Warren is sitting no. in bed... With a bunch of like photo negatives in a very sexy, like Wolverine looking at Jean Grey photo pose with a shirt that's undone past his belly button I... and what looks like no pants until the light shifts slightly and you realize, oh wait, no, he's just wearing like the most beige pants possible. He's so white that he looks like his pants. If you need to get off looking at film negatives, like you didn't even you didn't even develop the film yet. Why are what are you doing? It was a really weird contextless scene. Like it just cuts into that at one point. We were just yeah. like, whoa, okay. But as as he's as he's getting off on these film negatives with his pants that are you know, colored like his flesh. Uh, he has the great idea to go talk to the AV club and be like, hey, y'all want to do dog crime? But the AV club's already planning to do dog crime. Mm-hmm. And that's how they Everybody get wants to do dog crime. That's how they yeah. get together. But they go out in the woods to go find the dogs using uh, the oscilloscope high-pitched frequency, which is definitely what those do. Mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. with no audio equipment to send out that frequency, I need to point out, there's no speakers. <laughs> there's nothing to no, send No, no, there's, yeah, there's nothing to send it. And they're like, wow, I can't hear anything. It's like, yeah, because it's... You didn't fucking dog- plug it in. <laughs> it's because it's, it's it's ultrasonic. Only dogs can hear it. It's like, no, it needs speakers. That's why you need to actually transmit the and, fucking noise. And it took a long time to get here, but this is why I'm still fucking hung up on this. Because they're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, none of it makes any sense. But yeah, we get three different crime guys at this point in the AV club. Yeah. We have the like ineffectual oh gee would somebody get hurt during this guy mr warren yeah we have the pure nerd and then we have the unhinged psychopath abuser yeah so like (laughs) you know the three tropes three the three so yeah the nice guy mustache (laughs) the nerd uh greg the av club like techno man and uh, then Jack the Ripper. And then Steve the <laughs> Abuser. Great. <laughs> like, it's amazing how much, like, the first two guys are just kind of total bros. And they're like, yeah. I don't know, we'll just, like, find these dogs. That's not even a crime yet. And then Steve's just like, yeah, what if we get the dogs and then we use them to murder widows? <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? Steve? Steve? What is this plan? Like, goddamn, Steve. They could just kick Steve out of the AV club. Right? Why don't they do that? But they made him captain instead, as it turns out. Steve just gets to call all the shots. They fucked up. They fucked up. I I feel bad for Greg. Greg's just a good guy. Greg does nothing wrong in this whole movie. He loves petting dogs. Like, mm. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't get it. Anyway, so they, they go out to the... The woods. They they play the their, woods. They're just in the woods. They play yes. the oscilloscope and the dogs. The dog music. Yep. Uh, come by, and then they just, they put on a laser light show, and all the dogs are in the front waving their arms like, "Woo, good dog music!" Yeah, and they they <laughs> shove all the dogs inside their Winnebago, mm-hmm. and before that, they they empty one of the pouches, and they find thirty thousand dollars, which is like a hundred and thirty thousand or ninety thousand. It was ninety thousand. Ninety thousand, uh, yeah. which is like one hundred and thirty thousand USD today. And they're like, yeah. "Wow, we did it! We found all this money. We can split it three ways, and no, none of us will have to want for money for the next few years. It's great. We're done. We have solved the dog crime. Excellent." All right, it's uh, 15 minutes into the movie. Let's uh, wrap this up, eh? Yeah, so then Steve comes up. He's like, hey, wait a minute. Now that we have dog criminals, maybe we too could do dog crime. Mm. And get more money. We're the AV club. We could do anything. AV club! And they all put their hands up and high five. (laughs) 
Oh man, so the thing is this this part, Steve hasn't shown what a weird psycho he is yet. Not because yet. The crime they come up with is cool as hell, actually. Like, it's like we need to steal money, but untraceable money that nobody's gonna question. You know? Some place where they had a lot of cash lying around that they wouldn't be too anxious to report if it were missing. Unreported income. You mean like the mafia? <laughs> hey. No, no, no. We wouldn't live three days. Yeah. I don't know what it'll be. We just gotta You mean think about it. You mean my daughter's bake sale? Don't forget the dog food. Let's go, let's go knock man. over some uh, Girl Scout cookies. Let's go stands. steal from some Girl Scouts. We're the AV Club. <laughs> we got Dobermans. God, they're, they're gonna go after the chess club. That's the class <laughs> rivalry. Yeah, I put to start a new video game club. Let's go punch him in the mouth. God. <laughs> We start getting into like inner school rivalry. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a better movie. The, they, that would be the Japanese version. <laughs> well, they don't you know, be I'm not. This is the manga. Punches and stuff. Yeah. So we're robbing the mob, and it's like not unless we want to die. I know. I have a better idea. Let's rob the American government. <laughs> yeah, That's let, less dangerous. Let's rob the Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. And all their illegal contributions. Yes. And, specifically. And, then I, and at that moment, mm -hmm. I'm like, hell yeah, Steve. Let's train these dogs to rob these corrupt politicians. I'm with you. That's a good idea. Yeah. Oh no. Who could be sitting on top of a pile of money they wouldn't be so anxious to report if it was knocked off? Oh, come on, Steve. The Mafia. We went through that. No, That's the no, only people the that have money. Warren. Who else? The political parties. What? The Republicans. The Democrats. Okay, okay I'm in. Go on. All been given money. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. Let him cook. Let him Let cook. cook. You know, you can't pick up a newspaper without reading about it. Political parties. And Claudette is secretary to Cyrus W. Markham. And Cyrus W. Markham is campaign fund chairman. So? So in his office right now is $2 million nobody can talk about. Shh. Hey, if nobody can talk about it, how come you know about it? I got it out of Claudia. But I don't want to talk about it. He somehow knows an insider that knows that they have $2 million in illegal contributions in their local Republicans' coffers or something. I, so specifically he knows because he's boning an elderly woman, age 40. Mm, mm -hmm. a age 40. An elderly yep, woman. They literally go, I bet she's north of 40. A senior citizen is what they call her. Yes. Um, also, oh god, it was Joan, who, uh, the, I know the actress. Oh, the actress, was, yeah. Yeah, the actress was actually somebody fairly important, or she like, well-known at the time. She was yeah, good. she was good. Yeah. Absolutely. But, she was also, like, 50-something. <laughs> she was she way was, older than 40, yeah. She was way older than 40, and also, here's the funny part, because I looked it up, the actor who's like... Where they're like, oh man, you know, you're going with her, like, she's so much older than you. Wow, she's so old. Yeah, he's also over 40. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Robinson. It was Joan Caulfield. That's who it was. And so, uh, but yeah. But as they're talking about their plan to rob the Republicans and Democrats, mm -hmm. it plays out like a Black Dynamite scene. Because he, he doesn't yeah. get to the point right away. He's like, alright, you know what we need to rob from people... That have money but can't report it, right? Yeah, we already said we were going to rob the mafia. And that didn't work. They were going to murder us. Yeah, they are going to murder you. But what if we find someone that doesn't murder you? Have you heard about Little Richard's malt <laughs> liquor? It makes you go, ooh. And they're like, yeah, it makes you go, ooh. <laughs> yeah, and what's another term for Little Richard? A small penis. 
That's right, a small dick. And we're going to use that small dick to bang that fist. Now, what legend involving snakes is in both Greek and Roman mythology? Come on. It involves Asclepius' own father. Apollo. Yeah, thanks, lady. That's right. Yeah. Apollo slew the serpent at Delphi, mm -hmm. which was a big-ass snake. That's right. And what, brothers, is the biggest snake in the world? The South American anaconda. What she said? Anaconda malt liquor. And what is the slogan for anaconda malt liquor? Anaconda malt liquor gives you Woo! Gives you what? Woo! And who else is famous for? Woo! Little Richard. Who? Little, Little Richard. Richard. So, what they really saying is Anaconda malt liquor gives you what is another word for Richard? Steve Smoldick. <laughs> Don't call him Smoldick Steve for nothing. It, it plays out exactly like a Black Dynamite scene. <laughs> yeah, they're, they get into real weird stilted explanations of their crimes a few times uh, oh man it feels like a parody during that scene it's so good mm -hmm. it's so good and so they decide to rob the politicians right but they they need to get the plan together because it has to end exactly like the first movie in that they get the plan and they do the stuff and they build the thing yep and at the same Wait. at the same time there's a small kid who's watching them from the side so like yeah we're out in the woods nobody will ever see us do anything as kid is off frame seeing them do everything i was just going to say now is the time that we need to bring up the like biggest recurring joke in this movie the whole like 25 minutes before this where there's a bunch of people searching for the dogs there's constantly people wandering through the woods and like looking in caves and stuff and going nope no dogs in here and then the camera zooms out just slightly, and the dogs are like are right there watching them from a bush, <laughs> five feet away. There's like a cop on a walkie-talkie. Yeah, I don't know. I'm the best cop in the biz, the best cop in the force, and I can't find these dogs. They're nowhere, and it's like right. I'll, I'll them. find the dogs immediately if they were around here, but they can't be around here. And the dogs are like sitting literally five feet behind him as he's doing this out his window. This is their it's, favorite joke. It's incredible how they keep doing it. And I don't know, like, is this movie serious or a comedy? Because it's it's not a dark comedy. I yeah, that I'm not sure because I I was looking up reviews and somebody in in uh, IMDb was bitching about the fact that this was listed as a comedy because it in their review they're like I don't remember a single fucking comedic scene in either of these films. <laughs> There's some comedy in this. There there is. It's it's just mostly weird and off-putting. <laughs> or it's simply the off-frame stuff, which is... You're not quite sure if it's meant as a joke, or if it's if they actually think they're doing something with it. Like, it kind of feels no idea, like... Yeah. It does feel like they think that that's, like, a big dramatic thing. Like, with having the kid reveal, especially, that it's like, dun-dun-dun, oh no, twist, yeah. there's actually a kid watching them. And they don't realize that they've done it, like, seven times by now, so it's just, like, like it's just a hilarious joke you rather than a... it every scene. No, yeah. Because yeah. they quite literally do it seven or eight times by this point in the movie. Like, it's, it's constant. It's always happening. It's incredible yeah. how fucking regular it is. So, this kid watches them set up, and then shows up to go pet the dogs and Warren comes mm -hmm. out because the other two are out partying and banging senior citizens. Yes. I guess. That's what the AV club does now. Now they have 130,000 American dollars worth of money in today's economy. I, yeah, you get $130,000 worth of money, you, you know, button your high collar shirt down and only halfway. extra buttons only so halfway, that it goes... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You button it down a little bit extra and then you go out and Find yourself some MILFs. <laughs> I don't know. Well, more of a gilf, really. But, As it turns, yeah. Uh, I don't know. 
Anyway, so... <laughs> fuck. Uh, but, but Warren doesn't want any of that. Warren just wants to, like, hang around with some dogs. Yeah, so, he just wanted he just wanted to hang around with some dogs and use an oscilloscope. Yeah, so... <laughs> he wanted to make dog music. Here's the kid moving around. He goes outside and he confronts the kid. He's like, hey, kid, what the hell are you doing out here with our dogs? And then it cuts to them at the party, which is not Warren, the other two. Uh, mm-hmm. Greg and Steve. And it cuts back, and now Warren has adopted this child. <laughs> yeah, and Warren... Well, let's not undersell this, because the next scene is... It cuts to the party, and they're just doing party stuff. It's totally irrelevant. Yeah. And then it cuts back after 30 seconds to Warren in his sleeping bag naked. And you're like, wait, there was a kid here like five minutes ago. What is happening? And 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 then the the kid knocks on the door to wake him up because it's 6 a.m. Yeah. This is another one I get. See, this is where it kind of feels like it might have been trying to go for comedy because this part was kind of funny. But because the yeah, because because remember with mad. The, the kid, Warren's yeah, mad yeah. at him for waking him up at six, and the kid's like, "I'm sorry, I had to help my grandfather wash the clothes. I'll be here earlier next time." Yeah, won't be so late, sir. <laughs> my bad. I'll wake you up at five thirty tomorrow. You piece he's of like, shit. "Oh, son of a bitch, fuck off, kid." <laughs> and, but yeah, so there's a scene where Warren's like, "Hey, kid, what the fuck are you doing?" And then immediately, "All right, you're our adopted son now." Uh, you're gonna they now have the dog son. And it, yes, like, like there's, he didn't ask him to join. That just now he's here. <laughs> that also, there's just twenty seconds of setup to just. All right, we just got crime kid. So don't worry about it. He's crime kid. So then Greg comes back, the techno geek, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, how's it going, Warren? Yeah, I got all the equipment. I don't know what Steve was doing. He was banging some senior citizen. Uh, so I left him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's that kid doing here? Oh, I adopted him." Oh, cool! Yeah, kids at the oh, AV right. club now. Cool. Yeah, man. Good for we you. really needed a we really needed a child mascot in AV club. <laughs> kids are good with electronics, right? You're paying them, right? Yeah, fifty cents a day. Good man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They pay this kid to just start training their crime dogs. Yeah. Which do we want to address the problem with that now? Yeah. So the dogs already know how to do crime. Why are they training them again? Right? Like, is that the is that the issue? Well, I mean, the other... The actual problem with this movie where it's problematic. Oh, the racism. Why... Yes. Why it's this kid and why he's good with dogs. Um, right. Yeah. Like, this is kind of the entrance point to that, isn't it? Yeah, all right. Because we were... At the yeah. time, we're like, oh, is this implied... It, is this racist? Is this going to go there? Is it going to, like, implied that this kid's good with dogs because he's indigenous? And we're like, yeah, it kind of feels like it's set up that way. Because he's a Native like, American well, at least, kid, yeah. At least it's... It, it's kind of just implied. Like, I mean, he's just a kid. Like, it doesn't necessarily... Like, nobody's like, oh, well, he's good because, you know, you know how they are with dogs or something. Like, they don't do anything like that. And you're like, okay, this isn't that bad. And then the dog gets a snake bite later and he has a cure yeah, for it. He has it. to use Native American medicine to cure the uh, I, I also need to point out that the kid has like a Willy Wonka thing going on where his grandpa sleeps in a bed mm-hmm. for like the whole day mm-hmm. and that's all he does. <laughs> where I kind of feel like Willy Wonka grandpa should show up later during the heist to help out but he drinks a soda pop you know. I thought that that's, that might have been where the end would go, is that it wasn't just the kid doing it, but, like, the, he'd have told the grandpa, and the grandpa was like, yeah. all right, kid, this is what we're gonna do, we're gonna get these fuckers. Yeah, but that guy just got paid to be a, an extra in a bed for a scene, that's all he did. He's just in, like, one or two scenes, just laying in bed going, I'm grandpa. I'm old. Go, go to work, Billy. Also, yes, this kid is Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid. So that's another thing, because the first movie, I think, had a, a Western tie-in also, where some of the kids were, or some of the characters were called, like, famous Western, um, I don't know, villains, heisters? Like, I yeah, think Butch I think Cassidy or with something. The dogs? Like, yeah. They named the dogs after them or something. There was there a tie-in. something like that, yes. And, and yeah. in this movie, there's Billy the Kid. So there's another tie-in. They're just kind of seeding little homages out there, I'm guessing. Yeah. And 
I guess. I guess. But it's it's setting up that the kid's gonna take the dogs or betray them or do crime at some point. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Yeah, and the it, minute they introduced the kid, I was like, okay, so the kid's definitely gonna have the heart of gold and he's gonna walk away with the dogs. Yeah, so Steve ends up going to a... Uh, I don't know, like a interior designer, I guess? Yes, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, uh, he finds an interior decorator that did their office. Yeah, to get schematics for their office so they can plan the heist. Mm-hmm. Which he does, because nobody goes to Dallas, so they would never be able to check his story. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Dallas, and like, yeah. All right, we need a city that's big enough to be believable that I could have a company there. But bad enough that no one would ever, ever, ever go to check. <laughs> yeah. And, th- and then when Steve gets back with the schematics, he's like, hey, what's up with the fucking kid? Oh, we adopted him. Oh, cool. We got a kid in the AV club now. Oh, man. Dude, I love this kid. <laughs> and then it's like three dudes and a baby, I guess, or something. I don't know. They had just adopted this child. They, they just adopt this kid. And now this movie, we're about, what, like 30 minutes in or so? Like 35. That. And it's time for them to realize, oh, wait. We've dropped pretty much all the plot on everybody, and uh, it's been 35 minutes, so let's slam the brakes on this machine. It's going way too fast. We need another 35 um, minutes of montage. It's the only way. 35? <laughs> it felt more like 45 or 50 at well, least. Well, I'm, I'm cutting out the five-minute music video. <laughs> God. Of, the, yeah, of Billy the Kid running down the fields to... I don't know, some inspirational folk music. Yeah, the music in this is something. Uh, The first movie, actually, was the very first composed score by Alan Silvestri, who is well-known for having done, like, the Back to the Future trilogy and Predator and all kinds of film film scores later in his career. This movie is not scored by Alan Silvestri. No. And, uh... Yeah, it's uh, there's some choices in the music. This film has a lot of farty trumpets, is what it, it has. It sure does. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, it just then becomes all this training montage bullshit like, that just bogs the movie down. They get pictures of the people that would be in the ninth floor so they could trade the dogs to recognize people's faces and what to do with that person and then they do carpentry to build the thing and they need a carpentry montage and then they have to teach Mm -hmm. them how to run and then how to jump and that's so fucking much (laughs) yes yeah they they have to teach them every single aspect of the heist where they, like, are going to give a note, which is, it's exactly the first movie. I'm so mad how right you were, because it's just, all right, we'll we'll put a note on one of them, and then it'll go up to this person. The first dog can be a distraction by looking cute, which is exactly what the first movie did. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, and then they'll go after the security guy and stop them from doing it, just like the first movie did. Like, bite the gun out of the hand. Bite the gun out of the hand. The first movie. It's absolutely note for note, beat for beat, every single aspect of the first movie. The kid is basically a stand-in. For in the first movie, there was a dog trainer yeah. who didn't realize that it was going to be used for a heist. And instead, they were like, wait, that's stupid. Any adult would have realized that these dogs are being used for a heist. <laughs> yeah. And so we need a kid to do instead, it because they're dumb. They have a kid who's dumb. I guess. And it, the kid's their dog trainer, though, because they're all too fucking stupid to train the dogs. They don't really do anything except carpentry. I'll be honest. Nope. That's pretty much it. Well, and then they do carpentry. Greg is constantly, like, on a bed fiddling with electronic equipment. He's always in, like, a hammock fiddling with just random electronics for no reason. Look, without Greg, the AV club would be nothing. He's the only one who knows anything about electronics in this film. (laughs) And And he didn't even plug it in. So Warren's just sitting there like playing with his adopted son. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Warren, Warren makes a pretty good dad most of the film. I'm gonna be honest. Most of the yeah. film he does. Yeah. And then Steve's out like skinning live animals I, just to, <laughs> to show not what a, a bastard scene he is. Where Steve doesn't have a drink in his hand either. He's always drunk. Yep. Always like drinking. all of 
all of a sudden it just starts like showing Steve's downward spiral into like <laughs> he's, he's just doing put the lotion like, on its skin scenes every other scene where he's like beating the dogs all of a sudden yeah for no and then reason he's, like yup yup like he just starts abusing the dogs he starts abusing the woman that he's seeing like he, he hits ugh. the child everything that's bad mm-hmm. so narratively what I find most upsetting about that is that there's no fucking point to any of it. It doesn't lead to anything. There's no repercussions for his abuse. There's no, like, he does no, something not any, like, yeah. positive for the group because of all the abuse. Um, It just, he's abusive now, and he's still Steve. And he's still just good guy Steve they all follow and listen to, and it's like, wait, but why? Why? The other two don't seem like psychopaths at all. No, they're just and baby like said, club bros. Yeah, I don't... Steve's just out, like, sharpening knives in the corner, <laughs> and, all, and the rest of them are like, hey, should we set up a ham radio? <laughs> yeah, and should we set up a ham radio, Steve? Hey, I found this poison on a frog outside. I, yeah, he's, like, licking Lickin this it? bloody knife, like, just... What the fuck, Steve? <laughs> But no, nobody says what the fuck, yeah, Steve. That's and, the and weird then, part. And then Steve, like, you know, comes into the kitchen. Hey, you want to go to the old folks' home? Why do you want to go to the old folks' home, Steve? Oh, you know. Pick up a date. <laughs> it's like, God damn yeah, it, Steve. Like, God damn it, Steve. I just, it's so fucking weird that there's yeah. anything tying these people together at all. Like, why yeah. would they keep Steve and on at this point? They're trying to keep the kid out of knowledge of what their plan is. So then they start talking mm-hmm. about the plan, saying, hey, we got to keep that kid out of this plan. We can't tell him anything about all these very specific things. I'm going to now tell you about this plan, knowing full well the child will never hear us talking. As the kid's right outside the window listening to them talking. Hey, weird, they did that joke of them zooming out slightly. <laughs> and and, and that, again. that also doesn't fucking amount to anything. <laughs> no. No. It's amazing how little all of this amounts to anything, because none of them have character arcs. No. Like like you said, like Steve just suddenly is abusive now. Nobody questions it. There's no tension because of it. And he doesn't get any extra punishment for it. Like, all of the guys get punished for the crime. Yes. But all equally. Like, and you, their you crime... expect Steve would have got shot or something. Like, yeah. something to make it worthwhile that those things happened. You'd expect a schism in the group. Something. Right? Yeah, like, hey, you can't, you can't hit the dogs. We're training the dogs to do this, this heist, and if you hit the dogs, you're going to ruin the whole operation. Like, something. Or at least, and then later on, when he hits the kid, yeah. you'd think that at least, like, you know, Greg and Warren would pull each other aside and go, Hey, yeah. What do you feel about Steve? Yeah, what the fuck's children? going on? Yeah, what hey, the... why is he hitting my adoptive kid? No, <laughs> like, because Warren but... is really nice to this kid. Instead, it cuts directly to the heist. There's nothing. Yeah, it's, yes. it's fucking yeah. weird. Yeah, it just sets all of this stuff up like they would have all of this discord and reasons for not getting along and having all this tension in the group and then being like, oh, maybe they'll double cross each other. Is somebody like playing the other side, trying to like get yeah. all the money? They could have done all of this stuff, and that's the first movie, I will give it this, the first movie did do that. Correct, yeah. Which was actually why that first movie, I don't think it was amazing, but we liked it. I remembered liking it at least a little bit. Like, there were some redeemable things about it. This one feels like they they knew the idea of dogs robbing a bank was goofy, and they're like, hey, let's wink at the camera and make it kind of silly. But then they yeah. threw in all these other elements they didn't do anything with just to bog it down. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And they had enough time to give all of them arcs. Yes. Because it's just all montages. Like, that's part of the frustrating thing is that it's not like they couldn't have done anything with it. Half plus of this movie is just montage filler. Yeah. That's and, rehashing and there's no the tension one. in any of it. No. Yeah. So... Why not give them some tension and motivation? And, but and they just don't. They try to do tension. Like when, when Prince, one of the dogs, gets attacked by a mm-hmm. rattler. Uh, the dog oh. is almost out of the picture. Like it almost dies from the poison. They're like, well, if that dog's gone, then what are we going to do? Our whole thing's ruined. We'll have to like retrain the dogs to do something else with one less dog. And like that would be tension. That would be something that might break the group up or might might make them have to do something. 
And the dog's fine. Neither. Yeah. Yeah. The dog. The dog just ends up being totally fine, and none of them fight over it. Like they have a brief ten-second fight where he goes, "Why did you let the kid back?" And he's like, "Well, you know, I feel bad." Like, and he's like, "You shouldn't have done that." And he goes, "Okay, I guess I and, shouldn't." And you think? And then that's it. You think this would be the moment where the kid finally betrays them too? And yes. that also doesn't happen. <laughs> Or like, or like I said, at least maybe that moment could finally be when Greg and Warren pull each other to the side and go, yeah. okay, he's beating this kid and stuff. And like, I mean, this seems real fucked up, right? Like, do you want to keep going through it? No, nothing. Nothing. Absolutely no tension in the group. They're just like, ah, we'll just do the heist now. I, and then they just do the heist now. <laughs> speaking of the heist, so the heist is, is the good part of the movie. Yes, I would say. at the beginning, that, I feel like the beginning and the end are both fairly solid in yeah. different ways. So the, they do the heist. Their plan is to drive a linen car to a linen place down the street, park it, mm-hmm. and then have the dogs after they drop them off at an elevator in the building. Uh, yeah, service elevator. Do the yeah. crime on their own with all their training, so that nobody yes. sees the people behind the crime and assume they are just crime dogs. Which is what they were at the beginning of the movie, so I don't know why they needed to do this at all. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so as they they tell the elevator to stop at every floor to buy themselves some time, they timed out the crime. This can take exactly four minutes, twenty seconds, point six nine of a second. <laughs> we're not even kidding. That's <laughs> Alright, we typed it out for twenty sixty nine is the perfect crime time. 426.9. There we go. We rounded up to 427. There we go. Very nice. Very nice. Well timed. Amazing. Amazing training, kid. Hey, why did we train these dogs this way? Shut up, Billy. You're not young. Well, it's because not they're rescue dogs and they need to do rescue in very specific timings between mm-hmm. doors while they hold up the uh, um, people they're rescuing uh, and put money in bags. God. Anyways. So the dogs are going up the elevator, stopping at every floor, and every floor that stops at, somebody looks in the elevator and goes, oh, dogs. And then they close it. (laughs) It's the whole montage of them. That's a really good scene. My favorite is when it opens up on one of the floors and there's a janitor. And Mm -hmm. and it just cuts to him going, my god. And it like zooms in a couple times on both the dogs and him back and forth. Just... It's the funniest thing. Holy fuck, it is so goddamn funny. I was dying. It's funny. <laughs> His delivery, the way that it's edited, everything about it. And I am really not sure if they meant it as a joke or not. I, I really know. cannot tell you. So the, the dogs get up to the ninth floor, uh, and their plan is they need to distract the receptionist. So one mm-hmm. of the dogs is not very good at doing crime, but it's a very good boy. Yes. Right? So how do they He's distract the, the receptionist? By being super cute and going over and doing big and roll over and mm-hmm. all kinds of funny tricks for the receptionist. Right at the beginning. And that'll never Get work. Some belly rubs. Yeah, nobody's ever distracted by a cute dog. That'll never My receptionist is running over there just like petting that good boy's belly just all over the place. All the other dogs are running six inches behind that that she don't doesn't notice somehow. <laughs> it, the only thing right that would be better her. is if the dogs had guns in their mouths. <laughs> they're, they're all strapped with like tactical gear and satchels. Mm-hmm. So the yeah no nobody notices this don't worry about it. Each of the dogs holds up an individual person in the office to prevent them from mm-hmm. calling the police. Uh, the receptionist is still distracted by cute boy doing cute tricks, which is totally fair. Sure, she's not going to lose her job over that. Anybody would fall for that. It's the best trick in the book. And and then uh, the dog goes to the secretary, hands the note over, saying, "Hey, we're here to rob you." The secretary brings the dog into the office because, I, I guess. I mean, it, they made it seem like they were trained to attack if they didn't do what the notes say. Correct. So yeah. she goes over, the corrupt politician uh, 
is talking about the safe because the note talked about the safe. Like, how'd they know about that safe with $2 billion of dirty money in it? Behind this American flag, I'm saluting the flag. God, my favorite part of the score happens here, too. How I said that the score is, like, really weird and off-putting a lot of the time. And as you said, a lot of farty trumpets. Yeah. They do the fartiest trumpet fake American national anthem bullshit every time that that flag is on screen. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. He's it's, got a wall safe behind a big American flag that he rolls up like a curtain. It's like a sarcastic theme. Yes. Something. But also he only roll it it's a curtain, but a curtain only for where the safe is. So you've got to imagine that ev- like it's a hidden safe full of dirty money in this office behind an American flag. But the American flag has a gigantic fucking pole cord next to it that reveals exactly that safe. It, it's like a Nobody's cartoon. ever going to look at the fucking yeah. pole cord. <laughs> it's a fucking cartoon is what it is. Yeah. That, so, Nobody's ever. There's not going to be like a slight breeze as somebody walks in the office and they go, "Wow, weird that you have a big safe full of dirty money there." <laughs> hey, I'm a politician, you know. Yeah, I mean everybody has that. <laughs> I'm I am a uh, Republican or Democrat. It's not clear which. <laughs> that also yes. Anyways, so uh, they open the safe. Uh, the politician grabs for the gun that he has in his safe, but the dog, you know lightly bites his arm god it's amazing how non-destructive dog bites are in this these are very well-trained dogs yeah as far as yeah the actual stunts that the dogs do i will say when they do all of the montaging and stuff like that the one saving grace of it is that these dogs are pretty impeccably trained Mm mm-hmm so they, they put all the money into the bags one by one. Each of the dogs leaves one by one. And then they go with their escape plan because they were going to shut them off so they couldn't leave through the bottom floor. And everybody knows dogs take the elevator. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. instead, the dogs go to the roof. One of them opens the door, which actually happens on screen and is very cute. Yes. it's re- Like I said, these dogs are really impeccably yeah. trained. Like, they're fantastic and then they jump building to building to get away instead which is what they were training them for uh at Mm -hmm. one point though they run past a gym where people are working out on the roof oh god that's that's right after the jump that's after the jump yeah Yeah. because they run by and all the dogs go by but one stops to look at this guy who's like pulling some weights behind his head just (laughs) doing some lats yeah and the dog's like like, hey man do pretty good there good job bro it's a little fist bump. Fist bumps. Yeah, some real nice gains, brah. Yeah, man. You know, what kind of protein you taking? You and that creatine? Uh, and the, the, the dog, like, Yo, remembers... what powder's you on, brah? Yeah, the dog remembers he's doing crimes. Like, oh, sorry, oh, wait, yeah, I gotta I'm go. Crime, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, 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 shit, yeah. I got distracted. I know, but... That dog clearly missed that jump. Hey, y'all work it out over here? Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, bro, you can get it. Damn, you got games. Yeah, you got games. Good job. <laughs> what the fuck? Encouragement, dog. There was also a scene when they're doing the jump, they had set up that one of the dogs wasn't as good at jumping. And so it biffs it and another dog has to go over and like no no fred don't let go i've got you <laughs> like pulls him up the building but i i think that's because in the first movie when one of the dogs got hit by a car they just left mm-hmm. that dog so this is like a callback to that but oh they didn't just leave the dog the dog the one of the other dogs robs that dog that's true yeah the other dog steals the statue the the statue the satchel the bags, off yeah. of him and then leaves him to die in the street. Yeah, so I think the, yeah. the, like, the, the test audience of that one felt bad. So It yeah. sucked in the yeah. first movie. Yeah, that part was not great. I did remember that. Yeah. So the, the dogs get away. They get to the linen building. And then they don't remember like where they need to jump. So they just kind of all pile into the linen room being like, all right, now what? 
know. Yeah, because there's a linen basket in front of... Which they didn't test the, like, for. Yeah. Yes. In front of the linen chute. Weird. But they're like, well, I don't know. There probably won't be linen in the linen room in front of the linen chute. That'd be fucking stupid. Yeah, so the linen guy shows up and starts emptying the linen into the chute. And the mm-hmm. dogs are like, oh, there's a hole there. Oh. oh. Meanwhile, the guys have been, like, waiting down below, which I found hilarious because they hit every button on the service elevator because they're like, we gotta not fuck up the time. We've got to make sure we've got enough time to get over there. And then it shows them get over there in literally 30 seconds. And they have, like, <laughs> and minutes to and just sit there and wait. Yeah. They're just kind of, like, smoking, hanging out, cracking some beers while the dogs are doing the whole heist. They- they're like... They what? set up a ham radio, start fiddling with the dial, do an AV club Greg's stuff. Greg's on his hammock. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and then the dogs so eventually weird. show up after six minutes. They were late by one and a half minutes or whatever. Mm. And and then they all get away. They're in the vehicle. They drive back to the the uh, cabin in the woods that they have. Yep. And as they're driving up, they're like, yeah, we got away. Nobody can track this money. Nobody even knows we did it. Wow, no witnesses, especially not that child. High fives, high five. all around, and when crisp they, high fives. And when they get out of their vehicle, one second, not even one fucking second later, the FBI's there. The FBI was literally clinging to the bottom of their undercarriage. <laughs> like, because they step out of the vehicle that they just got into. They're in a wilderness. Like, this yeah. is a wide open, like, desert. But the cops are... Like, they pop out of the ground. From, like, <laughs> behind materialize. them. Like, outside yes. the truck. It makes no sense. And the FBI is there. It's like, yeah, we think that you robbed that bank in the past Doberman movie. One movie ago. It's just Deus Ex FBI. It's so fucking wild. And, and you see the kid in the background. You're like, wait, did the kid call the FBI? What's happening? And the kid's chuckling. Yeah, and you're like, wait, wait, wait. Did the kid plan all of this? I actually thought they might have gone for a really wild thing, which is basically that it was The Sting, but with this child being, like, the ultimate con artist. That would make more sense, right? Did he tell his granddad, and then his granddad, like, sets up this whole Sting operation and tells the kid what to do? No, No. that would have actually been cool and interesting. No, but the AV Club gets jailed for the Doberman Gang's crime of the bank. Not their current crime... Of the politicians. Correct. And then the dogs... Because that money can't be traced. No, that money can't be traced. And all the dogs get away and go with Billy the Kid off into the sunset. Yeah, because Billy is... He is masterminding it a bit. Because he's just standing on a ridge with a, like, whistle that he just carved himself that controls the dogs, which they've never shown in this movie since... Yeah, I, I kind of thought Billy was just doing bird calls with his hand. <laughs> I don't know what was happening there. Well, racism I mean, is again, what was racism, happening there, but yes. sure, yeah, whatever. But he just gets the money, and the FBI. I just want to say, I do find it very funny how the FBI knew that it was them doing the first bank, or like Assume, their connection to yeah. it, which is great and actually would work in real life. They're like, "Well, you spent all the money from that first one, and it's bank money, so it's <laughs> fucking numbered bills, you." Dumb motherfuckers. they spent it on carpentry equipment, they spent it on electronics equipment, an oscilloscope, they bought a Yeah, car. they made their AV clubhouse and a <laughs> ham radio. Like, they, and... they essentially are... They're arresting them because they spent dirty money on a treehouse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the AV club crime. The thing that gets them. They're like fucking Al Capone. <laughs> It's, it's dumb, not the real crime. It's the dumbest them, thing. It's the stupid shit. But they, when they see the dogs run away, they're like, ah, that's enough for court. We'll just tell them we saw the dogs. Yes, that all, oh my god, right. Yeah, when the dogs run off with all of the evidence, all the mm-hmm. money from the new crime. I don't know, we'll just lie on the stand. We're cops, what are they gonna do? <laughs> that's enough for court. They'll believe us, we're cops. Fuck. The American justice system. And, and that's the daring Doberman. That's the end. It just ends. Just fucking that's what end. It, it, the kid whistles on the hill, the dogs run off, and then credits roll. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? I, whatever. Yeah, the the one, there, well, there's a lot of loose ends. 
Uh, the one that yeah. Send, yeah. I'm, I'm a little upset about is at the end of the first movie, the Dobermans followed a bulldog into the woods. Specifically. It was another dog oh, that was right. not part yeah. of their gang. And in you're this right. movie, yeah, that I dog doesn't that. exist. So what happened to that dog? Did it die in a drug bender with all Kill, the money? Killed in rewrites. Yeah, yeah, killed in rewrites. I mean, they had stolen $350,000, mm-hmm. and only $19,000 was recovered. So did the Bulldog and they were spend talking... it all? <laughs> yeah, he just they just went out for, like, a huge bender and blow for, like... Yeah. The, the Dobermans also stole a ham from, yes. from some guy, I guess. Sure. I, all right. They were, there's a guy they, making the fancy stuff. Beans. <laughs> the yeah, they talk about how much the... Oh, no, well, at least they left him the beans. And they're, they're talking about how, oh, rich Mr. Preston is coming for his woods meeting, his woods business meeting. We've got to make him the good meat. Yeah, what? That was that, fucking that weird. Was, real fucking weird. Uh, the other the thing, dogs come and cry mode away. The yeah. other loose end is the hunters that show up. And they're like, oh, we're just, we're looking out for Dobermans, because we heard that they robbed a bank, we want their money. But we're stopping by for water and a beer. Haha, <laughs> see you later, not criminal AV club. And that doesn't lead anywhere. <laughs> what are you guys doing out in the woods? As they're like, hurriedly like, wait, 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 don't look suspicious. Throw big tarps over all the stuff we're doing right in front of them, Be visibly. Be suspicious as possible. <laughs> Like I thought, I thought the the hunters would have been the FBI agents or something, right? Like, right? Yeah, that would have made up. some sense. Yes, that like, oh, we've been watching you. See, these are our agents the whole time, and you're like, oh, okay, that that, that sure, would have made yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. more sense than just popping out of the ground at the end. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, let's rate the dogs. I guess. The... Yeah, it's incredible they have the setup for the FBI to be there, and then they just. They don't do it, yeah. Didn't do it, and they just do a different thing, which is nothing. <laughs> so much of the writing in this movie is just start something and then forget about it. Yes. And then, oh wait, we need to solve a problem. Oh, well, do you remember that thing that we forgot about earlier? No, we forgot about it. Let's do a new thing. <laughs> Bring in the FBI. <laughs> yep. Because uh, the, they remember the hunters. The, the, the Doberman. There are five of them, because there were six in the original movie, and one of them got ran over by a car. So there's one less. Let's, let's emphasize the dog death. Yeah, you're welcome, everyone. Uh, the dogs are really cute. They get a ton of pets. They constantly get treats. One of them gets steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, Warren is a pretty good guy in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, he's feeding the dog steak because he's like, well, we made a lot of money off of them coming all with all the satchels. Like, these are good boys. Let's give them some steak. And he cuts up, like, on screen, an actual steak. Like, like a ribeye nice or steak. something? It's a nice Yeah, like, one, it was like yeah. a nice ribeye, and he's, yeah. like, cutting it up for the dogs. And he's like, they're good boys. They deserve good treats. And he's helping mm-hmm. his adopted son feed them. Yeah. Uh, the dogs can open doors. They can do crime. They can uh, bite a cop. They can rescue their friends who have fallen off of a roof. They, they're really into positive reinforcement of gains while working out yep. and proper form. I was going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. They're good coaches, you know, like they're yeah. saying, get after there. Get, get them, team. Yo, fam, you can do this. You can get those gains. I, I, Show me those lats, baby. I think these are very easy 13 out of 10 dogs. These are good dogs. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah across the board. Mm-hmm. They're stealing from stealing from politicians, like yeah, banks what and politicians. For? These are all victimless crimes. Yeah, I don't. Nobody was hurt in the making of this film. Yeah, yeah. It, well, except by Steve. Steve hurt a lot of people. Yeah, fuck Steve. Ugh. It's so fucking weird that nobody else calls Steve. Like yeah. nobody stops Steve on his bullshit. I, you know where they would go with the next two movies. They find dogs in the woods. They trade them to do crime. They build the new location, run through it, and then the crime happens, and then the dogs get away. I already wrote the next two films. I was gonna say, well, good news. We're gonna. You've written the next two podcast episodes, also. When we do the amazing Dobermans, and then Alex and the Dobermans is, I think, the last Something, one. Something. Yeah. It's 
it's Alex and the Doberman gang, or it's some shit like that. Alex and them. Who's Alex? We'll find out later. Just some guy, probably. I don't. There's nothing here. There's nothing. I just hope that he's not under Steve in the corner, like cleaning Fuck. his nails with a Bowie knife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it for this episode, I suppose. So thanks for listening. Uh, you can check us out on social media at Rough Cuts Cast on Twitter. Uh, Rough Cuts. I always forget. Uh, it's it's Rough Cuts Cast at Gmail for our email, but it's yes, Rough Cuts Cast on Twitter, at, Rough Cuts Cast on uh, Twitter and on the Gmail, and then yeah. just at Rough Cuts on Co-host, on co-host because yeah. we were able to get just Rough Cuts on Co-host. Uh, check out our Patreon if you want to get episodes early, uh, as well as help us pay to produce this wonderful show that you are enjoying right now or not i don't know don't this tell was a dollar 99 to buy <laughs> thanks for buying it yeah i guess oh it was a rental i don't own this stuff i can't watch this again you kidding me i had to return this to the store afterwards i went to a blockbuster there's only one left you know how hard it is to return that shit our costs are really high on the podcast. Sending boys out to Wisconsin every other week to go and get from the last blockbuster all these final movies. It ain't cheap. It's not getting cheaper. <laughs> Anyways. That's all I got. I got nothing. I, I, I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Uh, whatever you do, don't. Don't. I'm being serious here. Do not train dogs to steal dirty money from dirty politicians, especially the Democrats and Republicans and or the president. Do not do that. God, I hope they escalate the next one to him, just them just stealing from the White House directly. <laughs> yeah. Mr. President, get down. It's a dog. <laughs> He's got a note. <laughs> blam, blam. How's the dog doing that? Very good boys. <laughs> All right, see you later, folks. But they're dogs. Just dogs. <laughs>